aware of this marijuana solution. I'm Robert Platchorn, and I'm on the marijuana solution because we're dedicated to the medicated. Hey, everybody, this is Robert Roundtree with the Marijuana Solution, and we're dedicated to the medicated. And that's why today we're speaking with a very special guest, and that's Robert Platzhorn. Uh, those of you may know him, how I came to know him, uh, and that is through the Black Tuna Gang and the documentary that was really popular on Netflix and other mediums. Uh, but now he's doing some really great things, still uh, tied to cannabis. What he's doing is working w with an organization he founded called the Silver Tour, and that is going around and educating and raising awareness for the elderly across Florida and the rest of the nation. How are you doing today, Robert? I'm doing good. Um, so could you give us a, a little bit of a, a background about yourself and what it was that um, prompted you to go ahead and start the Silver Tour? Yes, I can. Uh, I did more time for pot than anybody in history. I served 30 years straight in a variety of federal prisons. And uh, when I got out, I published a book called Black Tuna Diaries, full of smuggling stories and uh, stories of my years in Europe when I started speed reading schools and did a little bullfighting and all kinds of good stories. Uh, and I went out on the road and I was at uh, Hempfest speaking on the main stage. I had a couple of thousand people in front of me and I was telling smuggling stories and prison stories and everybody was having a good time. And uh, it was a great audience. And I just looked out and I had an epiphany, a for real epiphany. And I looked at the audience and I said, you know what? I'm wasting my time talking to you people. And all of a sudden it went dead silent. I said, I can see that you're all on my side already. I need to be talking to other people to make sure that no one like me ever goes to prison again for a weed. Uh, and, and that's when I decided uh, that the book and, you know, the movie Square Grouper, that was all great and, and gave me 15 minutes of fame. But it also gave me a following to, to start with. And then I had to decide what I wanted to do. If I wanted to use my 30 years in prison uh, to make a difference, that was the time to do it. And uh, I was looking around to find my niche uh, right at the time that Prop 19 was on the ballot in California. And uh, I jumped in and I tried to convince people. Uh, I did some radio and some TV and, and told people that, look, if you don't pass Prop 19, you're going to set the whole movement back maybe as much as 10 years. Wow. I said, here's our, here's our first chance for full legalization. If you reject it, I can guarantee you within a month, the feds will be closing doors in California. And everybody laughed at me and they said, nah, you don't know. Nobody's ever going to mess with us out here. We've had it 15 years. Uh, 
Well, of course, a month after Prop 19 went down the drain, two prosecutors in California started cleaning up grows and dispensaries and putting people in the pokey again. Uh, and it really did set us back for quite a while uh, until Colorado finally uh, put us back on track. Anyway, I looked at the exit polls in California to see why Prop 19 didn't pass because it seemed a natural. Hmm. And what really shocked me was the only reason it did not pass was the senior vote. No other reason. I looked at exit polls from every county in California, and it was consistently seniors who voted it down, and it only missed by six points. I looked around and I realized nobody's talking to seniors. Nobody's trying to include them in the conversation. And it was obvious that more than anyone, seniors have more legitimate uses for cannabis than any other demographic group. Besides, that's my generation. We invented cannabis for white people. Now you think about that. Cannabis was not a popular drug until we started bringing in large amounts of really good weed and it all changed bringing in uh, the weed from Colombia like I did weed from uh, Hawaii and, and Thai stick it was the first time that good weed was really available on on any scale I can remember uh, in my youth trying Mexican ditch weed and the only mm. way you could get high with it was to climb up a ladder while you smoked it. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. And that, that, that's what was around. Uh, marijuana belonged to, uh, the jazz age and, and mostly black musicians, but it all changed in the seventies. And, uh, anyway, I thought about it and I said, somebody's got to talk to seniors. And I looked in the mirror and I realized I might be a senior and I'm an old pitchman. I was making infomercials before Ron Popeil. Wow. I made the, I made the first infomercial for Ginzu knives. <laughs> you know, you cut chicken and ham, you cut turkey and lamb, you cut a cow in half with this knife lady. That's no bull. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember those commercials. Yeah, I'm an old boardwalk pitchman. So I figured it, it falls to me to start the senior route. And uh, I started the senior, the silver tour, which is a 501c3. It's a nonprofit. Nobody gets paid. No salaries. I've been trying to get a salary out of me for a long time and still haven't made it. Uh well, hopefully that will change one day for you. If every cent we've gotten in has gone for media. Uh, in the beginning, I started doing live shows at senior communities. Uh, not nursing homes, not where people have a drip in their arm and, and a drool 
in their mouth, but it's senior communities where people still play tennis, play golf, or go out to work. In Florida, we call them over 55 communities. I like that, over 55. That's, that's I think, what ARP has changed to as well, or over 50. Oh, has AARP. it? AARP. Yeah, now it's a, an over 50 group. Oh, okay. Uh, that that works for all of us. It sounds better, and uh, it makes people realize that most of us are still very active. Uh, Absolutely. I'm, seven, I'm 74. Uh, I've already put in a 12-hour day, and I've got a few more hours to go uh, arranging advertising for our big benefit in Atlantic City. Anyway, I started the Silver Tour, and in the beginning... I couldn't even get into a senior community to put on a show. We wanted to bring a doctor and a nurse and patients uh, and lawyers and politicians. And around what time was this when you started? This was like five years ago. Okay. And for the most part, the senior communities would say, no, our people have no interest in anything like marijuana. We don't want you here. And I remembered reading an article years ago while I was in prison uh, about reform Judaism adopting medical marijuana as one of their planks, one of their platforms. But they never had anybody to speak for them. I called their headquarters in New York and said, I live in West Palm Beach and uh, I want to go around to the big synagogues here and talk about medical marijuana. And within 24 hours, I had uh, a gaggle of rabbis calling me, come to our synagogue. And I put on the first few really big silver tour shows in big synagogues uh, in South Florida. The first one I put on, the Wall Street Journal turns up. And they interview people going in, why are you here and what are you doing here? And the the answers were, oh, my grandson sent me or I come for the free food or because I I give everybody a buffet at a live silver tour show. And, you know, uh, free food for seniors is a big deal. Absolutely. Everyone likes a good free meal. Just occasionally. Especially if you're on fixed income. Yeah. And a few people would occasionally say, well, I kind of heard about it. I was interested. But most people feign disinterest. And then at the end of the show, after hearing doctors and patients and a lawyer telling them how to change the law here in Florida, uh, they were interviewed coming out. And coming out, they were absolutely indignant. I'm old enough to make up my own mind. And why can't I try this medicine? And it might help me get rid of all the pills I'm taking. And and they were really indignant. That, by the way, that that video that uh, the Wall Street Journal did is still up on their website, okay, and it still gets a know. ton of hits. And they, of course, they put it in the paper, and it was a front page story, which amazed me. <laughs> and from there on, it got easier. Uh, CNN Money came in and did exactly the same thing. Interviews before, interviews after, shot part of the show. And 
they had it on from one end of the country to the other. They, it was like an 18-minute piece, which is huge, you know, in, oh, in a half-hour format. Uh, and it got, e- got easier. And then I was on uh, John Stewart's Daily Show. Yeah, that's uh, a big one to be on. Yeah, that really busted it open. They came down. They... Uh, they videoed an entire silver tour show. They interviewed people, you know, they made fun and they made jokes, but it was very clear that, uh, they really were on our side and it reached a lot of people. And what all that publicity has done has made seniors comfortable with the subject. That was 90% of the problem, getting them out of the closet. You know, if, oh, if, you absolutely. Could ask I can... people, if, if I could ask people to close their eyes and then raise their hands if they smoked pot when they were in college or if they used to smoke pot, half the seniors in the audience would raise their hand once they were comfortable that uh, the DEA wasn't in the back of the room because they're a little paranoid as well. Rightfully but, so. Yeah. And, and, as it turned out in these communities, I was doing live shows, people would turn around and look at each other and realize their next door neighbor was busting a doobie every now and then. And so were they, but you know, they were both denying it. And, and so they'd come out of their, the closet. And in the end, uh, you know, it's where can I get some good weed? Big difference from we're not interested to where can I get good weed? And of course, most of the questions would be medical. Uh, where can I find a doctor uh, who give me a recommendation? Does it, uh, con- is there any conflict between weed and my current medicine? And they'd have a lot of questions for the doctors I'd bring. The shows were great, but as they got popular, I realized I couldn't get around to all these communities. There were just too many. And uh, just at that time, I got a new parole officer who said, cancel all your travel. I'm not on parole anymore, but I was at the time. Oh, wow. How, how helpful. Yeah, I had just come back from the Patients Out of Time conference in Arizona. Uh, and I had been traveling to all the High Times Cannabis Cups. At the time, I was uh, writing a column for High Times, a senior column, and uh, I'd go to all the High Times Cups, and I'd sell my books, do a book signing, and uh, made a living that way. And they cut that all off, and I said, okay, you, you want to cut me off and, and stop me from what I'm doing? Watch what I do now, because I was making infomercials before Ron Popeil. Mm-hmm. And I made a show, a condensation of our live show called Should Grandma Smoke Pot? Uh, it's got great doctors and, and, you know, half the people in it you'd probably know by by face. And, and it's got the whole story of why pot is illegal and why it should be legal and all the medical reasons. Anyway, you can find it on uh, YouTube, Should Grandma Smoke Pot? It's had about 90,000 hits on YouTube. Yeah, we'll definitely link to that. 
and it's it's a very quality high quality high def show. In any case, I ran that in about twenty states uh, in infomercial slots. Thank uh, thanks to our donors, uh, but people don't realize I can buy infomercial slots half hours anywhere from fifty to one hundred and fifty bucks. You can reach a lot of people for one hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, yeah. In a, in a half hour infomercial. You see, those slots are only sold to infomercial producers. They have no sales cost, no production cost, no cost of any kind. So if a station has, say, 10 slots a day for infomercials over 24 hours, uh, that could be 1500 bucks times 365 days a year yeah that's a pretty good amount of money yeah that might be the whole profit for the whole station <clears throat> but you know otherwise those same half hours would cost five hundred a thousand five thousand dollars depending on what you know what station it is so oh yeah the radio uh, is the most expensive form of advertising no that's tv well, yeah, except for TV. I mean, they're they're just um, outrageous. Yeah, I'm talking about television. Oh yeah, I'm, I buy half hours on TV. Sorry, for fifty to one hundred and fifty bucks. I'm stoned. Up to five hundred for a really top station, but that's an awfully cheap half hour. Oh, I, I think that's a good people. deal, and I've never bought anything on TV. Yeah, and I would, I would put it adjacent uh, to things like Oprah or the Golden Girls, uh, or shows that I know had the demographic I was trying to reach. Your, your lead-in and lead-out gives you 50% of the other show's audience to begin with, then it's up to you to hold it. Uh, and I ran that show over 200 times, thanks to our donors. Uh, then two years ago, I took 150 seniors from the Northeast Corridor, to Washington, D.C. to lobby the House of Representatives. And they had never, ever seen seniors show up demanding cannabis. Mm -hmm. And I knew it would get their attention. And uh, they lobbied 400 offices. And then I threw a big reception in uh, one of the me big meeting rooms at the House of Representatives. And we had some senators speak and uh, Neil Franklin from Leap and, and some great people. The wind-up is a month later, we get the Holder memo. Now, that's really what cracked open the door or kicked open the door for every state that's legalized or done anything toward legalization in the past couple of years. If you remember, most states would say, no, we're not going to consider it because it's against the law federally and they could come arrest our governor or whatever. That's right. Which was bull it was all bullshit. But by getting the Holder memo, it changed all of that. They, they couldn't throw that up as an excuse anymore. They're running out of excuses. Yeah. So seniors made a really, really big difference there. And the Silver Tour has put up big billboards in a lot of states. 
with a patient in a wheelchair and says, I'm a patient, not a criminal. Uh, I put most of those up and I've run some really big rallies. And last year I did 8,000 60 second radio spots on the top iHeart talk stations, news talk, which is where the senior demographic keeps their radio when they listen to Rush and, and all oh, yeah, the... I'm, uh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. And I I did 8,000... Yeah, 8,000 spots called Cannabis Facts. Stuff like, did you know, according to a recent university study in Florida published in the Journal of Neuroscience, uh, cannabis not only delays the onset of Alzheimer's, it may actually cure it. In fact, according to a 25-year study at Ohio State University, Professor Gary Wang concluded people who use cannabis don't get Alzheimer's at the rate of others. Blah, blah, blah. There were six different radio spots, uh, and I ran them 8,000 times with donor money. But I had to deal with iHeart. I'm an old radio TV guy, and I made a deal with iHeart uh, to buy up unsold time, and I paid $5 a minute nice. on the top iHeart stations. I used to have people call me and, and send me emails. How dare you waste money on the Rush Limbaugh show or on news talk radio or right wing radio. And what those people didn't realize, that's exactly the audience you want. And I wasn't paying four or $500 for a 60 second cut in to rush. I was paying five bucks. That's a pretty good deal. Hell of a deal. <laughs> uh, I'm, I mean, I've, I've been buying media for a long, long time. I worked in TV. I was a station promotion manager. I worked in radio since the middle of high school when when I used to go and, and do booth announcing. Excellent. I don't know if that was my career, but I spent an awful lot of time doing it. Uh, Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. 
educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. So you mentioned a a few things. Um, I find it interesting that it was the synagogues that gave you your first break to get an audience with the seniors because it was an Israeli scientist that discovered the THC molecule back in the 70s. Um, the event that you were talking about in Atlantic City, uh, is that the Meet the Experts? That's Meet the Experts. Okay. It's a business event, B2B event, uh, primarily designed for people on the East Coast who, uh, want to be in the cannabis business and want a realistic assessment of what it'll take and what they'll have to do. Uh, the keynote speakers, Denver Relief Consulting. And if you know anything about them, you know they've gotten licenses for clients in, in like 35 different places. Uh, but they are very uh, straight up about how difficult it is to get licenses. And Extremely what your difficult. Chances, and what your chances really are and what kind of money you're going to have to put up to even try. But that's the information people are looking for. Uh, We've got the best tax and banking expert in the country, the guy who uh, won the case for for Harborside in California that went on for years, the government trying to take, uh, take everything from Harborside. Yeah, that, that that's a shame because what uh, Steve D'Angelo is doing over there is, is really good. Yeah, but the government uh, really had their arms around it for like two years, ready to snatch the whole thing. And the attorney that won that case is going to be speaking in Atlantic City for us. We've got uh, Dr. Dennis Petro, uh, who's probably done more uh, cannabis testimony than anybody in the country and has led in the... What was that name again? Sorry to interrupt you. Dennis Dennis Petro, Dr. Dennis Petro from Pennsylvania. Okay. He's he's the guy who does the uh, MS research. No, or muscular dystrophy, MD. Uh, That's some important research. Yeah. And we got Danny Denko from High Times to tell people that uh, you can't grow marijuana in a flower pot and expect to be in business. Yeah, that's that's never going to work. And and if you don't believe him, we got Mike Booten. You know, Mike yeah. from uh, Weed, Weed Country. Country. Sure do. Yep. Now, Mike is known for telling it like it is, whether you like it or not. A lot of Which times is, people don't like that. Yeah, I know. But he's really good. And he knows his subject. Uh, we've got 19 speakers lined up. And it's two full days. We provide 
full meals for both days, uh, breakfast, lunch, snacks, and at the end of a hard day of seminars, because we give them like seven hours of work. Oh, wow. Uh, we, we give them a wine and cheese networking reception both days. And some people, that's more important than, than the lectures. They get to meet other people from the business. I ran four of them in Florida. And the amazing thing to me was half the people managed to find investors or investors find people looking for investors. And, and that wasn't uh, a featured part of the uh, conference. But that's who showed up. And, and a lot of people got help. That's in really any good. case, it's going to be a great time if they come in Friday night. We, we got a great rate from the hotel. The, the ticket doesn't include the room, but it includes full food for two days. And at hotel prices, that's, you know, that's a big help. Oh, absolutely. Um, Hotels can be really expensive on the food. Yep. And if they come in on Friday, uh, we're going to give them a big St. Patty's Day party. Now we're talking. Yeah. And there'll be parties throughout. Uh, Some of the companies that will be there will have parties in their suites. And if we can find a sponsor for an after party, we'll have one good after party for the people who don't want to jump and run. But it'd be two days of work. I mean, 19 speakers is a lot. That's a lot of good information to take in. Yeah. And uh, what I'm going to do is the first day will be an overview. We'll cover everything. And then the second day, I'll split it up into maybe two groups or maybe even three groups. Medical, because we always get quite a few doctors. We got Bob Melamed coming, Dr. Bob. Nice. Yeah, he'll he'll give them what for. <laughs> <laughs> Between him and, and Dennis Petro, uh, the doctors that show up will get more than their money's worth. I mean, Dr. Bob's a whole education in him, himself. Oh, absolutely. It definitely sounds like it, it's going to be uh, really packed with good speakers and people that can really give you the information that's, you know, been vetted already because there's a lot of a lot of bad information in the industry, as I'm sure you're well aware. I am. And uh, every state on the East Coast has either passed new legislation for cannabis or has changed their regulations, every single state. So we'll have lawyers to cover virtually every state and, and what's going on from the new wreck in Maine to amendment two down in Florida, to the expanding of the New York regulations, opening it up to, to more patients and more doctors, the same thing in New Jersey, Pennsylvania is about to come online with medical marijuana. It sure is. Uh, we got Pat Nightingale, who's been an outstanding attorney activist in Pennsylvania for many years. Uh, Pat will bring him up to date on Pennsylvania regulations. He can tell them what they're talking about in the state capitol, uh, you know, for the future. 
Yeah. It's not a blue. It's not a blue sky seminar. It's a gray sky seminar. Well, that, that's, if you that's know, kind if of. If you know what I mean. Yeah, they're, absolutely. They're not going to tell anybody how rich they're going to get. They're going to tell them how hard it is to get rich. Well, yeah. I mean, it's an industry like any other, and it's one that has a lot of eyes on it. So, there, I mean, there's just a lot of interest, therefore, a lot more competition. And it's not easy. I mean, yeah. Uh, my, my buddy Irv will be there. Nice. I, I saw that. I, I also saw that um, you, you had spoke about Amendment 2. I saw that I think Michael Minardi was going to be there as well from Florida. My Both Michael and Irv happen to be on uh, my board of directors of the Silver Tour. That's a pretty solid board. Uh, who else is on the board? Michael and Irv. Nice. And you? <laughs> and that, me. That, yeah, that's we a good board. We had some others, but they moved out of the area. We had some other attorneys and doctors, but they moved out of the area. Uh, the three of us really were there at the beginning and will be there till the end. Michael and I are both directors of uh, the state chapter for normal. I've been a director since maybe a month after I got out of prison. I mean, that's the first thing I did. Uh, and... I, there isn't much for not covering. No. If, if you looked at it, you saw uh, that we cover a wide range, including minority groups uh, who want to be represented in the business. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times minorities seem to get left out. Uh, there's a good organization that I spoke to one of the members on a few podcasts ago, his name's Eric range with minorities for medical marijuana. Um, we've, we've got one of the directors, Cheryl uh, Murray. Nice. Is that their, um, their, their general counsel? She may be. I know she's one of the founding directors of that. One of the founders. Yeah. I believe uh, I may have seen her speak in Boca Raton when I went down there for a Florida cannabis coalition event. Yeah, that probably was her. Fairly young black girl. Uh, She's fairly tall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I never met her, but. Okay. I got her picture up. Uh, yeah, and uh, we were going to have Sue Sisley, but it's it's tough. Everybody in the world wants her. They sure do. Uh, um, I, I know her and. and we're good friends and, and we hug and kiss and she says, I'll do anything. But realistically, she's hard to schedule and expensive now. Well, you know that with demand comes uh, an increase in the need for resources. She, yeah. ha she has a really demanding schedule. She's always testifying before different boards speaking. Uh, I know. And, and her speaking fee really just goes to her research. Which is good. I yeah, mean, which is which is good. Yeah, that's a lot uh, better than some of the politicians and what they do at their speaking fees or how they yep. get them. We're going to have a senator from New Jersey there. I can't really announce who it is yet until he confirms, but that's going to get us a lot of publicity 
and it's going to uh, provide some interesting information to people in New Jersey who are trying to get into the business and and break up the cartel that uh, the governor created there. Same thing in Florida. Yeah, I was going to say, what's going on in New Jersey? Uh, I haven't followed it. I just know it's been fucked up. Yeah. Uh, inch by inch, they're forcing them to loosen it up and, and uh, allow for more patients, more doctors, uh, a broader interpretation of what qualifies. But the minute that Governor Tubby is out of there, uh, there's a bipartisan coalition that's ready to go with a recreational uh, amendment or a recreational bill. Well, that's where everything's going. Yeah, and it's going to pass, especially in any tourist state. That's why it's going to pass here in Florida uh, on the next ballot. Mike Minardi uh, is head of Regulate Florida, which is our our new amendment uh, for the next ballot. And we've already cleared uh, the recommendment with the Florida Supreme Court. Now we just got to get it on the ballot, and that takes money. For those of y'all listening, it's 10% of the last vote, which would put us at about... 700,000 give or take and you need to collect about 30% on top of that so you're looking at a million or more votes or not votes but signatures on the petition the only way it ever happens is when you hire a professional polling company and if you can't raise money to do that signature collectors yeah like 3 to 10 bucks a signature depending on what the issue is yeah uh, I think for Amendment 2, we paid three or four bucks. But it had to be done. Uh, I worked with the original organization, Puffum, from virtually the the day I got out of prison. I, I was going around with the uh, petition for Amendment 2. In fact, in the beginning, I was the only living human in all of South Florida out petitioning for Amendment 2. And uh, I didn't have any trouble getting signatures, but there was only one of me. So I talked our current uh, senator from this area, state senator Jeff Clemens, into put putting in the first bill in Tallahassee just to get some conversation going up there. And we did have a bill put in in Tallahassee, and it was put in again each each succeeding year and each succeeding year it got more and more uh co-sponsors it's hard you know, it's been a long fight in the state yeah but but you notice there are even republican uh legislators who who are pushing for wider uh cannabis laws uh, yes Senator absolutely Brandis, yeah i Senator spoke with Brandis. him about a week ago he's a really uh forward-thinking republican well, I got that ball rolling in Tallahassee, and last year, was it last year, I ran something called the Rally in Tally, and I got 450 people, and we took over the entire top floor of the Capitol building. That's awesome. All, all seniors and veterans. 
that's even better. My, two of my favorite groups. And and that's what makes legislators open their eyes and say, whoops, I don't care how much campaign money you got. If you don't have the senior vote in Florida, you're going to take a walk. And uh, That's a pretty accurate statement. Yeah, and, and it's changed the atmosphere. Uh, you know, two years ago when Amendment 2 was defeated, uh, it was the senior vote. There, there was no debate about it. It was a senior vote, mostly in northern Florida. Uh, and then, uh, what's his name? The drunk, John Morgan, oh. who I got to I got to give him credit for getting it on the ballot. But he, did. he went on he went on TV right after we lost Amendment Two last time, and of course, most of the time, he's dead drunk. Yeah, and, well, what about uh, that video that came out of him right before Amendment 2 in 2014? He was drunk and talking, spilling and whiskey. Sense. Yeah, and, you know, but he was on there saying, basically, come on, everyone vote for it. Go get fucked up. And it's like, come on, dude. Yeah, the only thing he ever said was, it helped my brother, it helped my brother. Well, people don't relate to that. Uh, but after we lost Amendment 2, his first interview, he actually said the only reason we lost was them old folks. He said, but don't worry, a lot of them are going to be dead before the next election. Yeah, what, well, what how a do you like bonehead. That? Uh but the senior the silver tour made a big difference in Florida. We have it now. I don't think we'd have had it without seniors in Florida becoming part of the movement. No, absolutely and, and there's not. A, there's a lot of them now, and uh, that's what I set out to do. So I'm kind of really satisfied with that. But there's a lot of fight left. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of fight and it definitely sounds like you've been successful at it because uh, from starting five years ago and you could barely get in a place, the senior community is now the fastest growing demographic of cannabis users across the country. Yes, they are. It's catching on. And mostly it took getting them out of the closet so that there wouldn't be any stigma or fear. And then convincing them that it was medically efficacious. I like that word, efficacious. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's it's medically efficacious. And there's not a senior audience in, in the country I can't look in the eye and say, if you take Ambien or Lunesta, raise your hand. Of course, 50% of all seniors are on a sleeping medication. Yeah, it's and, really and unfortunate. You, yeah, and, and you tell them, look, you ever see the commercial with the butterfly? They tell you you might walk in your sleep and talk in your sleep. You might drive a car in your sleep. Uh, it could lead, your tongue will swell up. It could lead to death. And that the worst doesn't part sound is, fun. No, but but it's true, and that's that the warning that's been in their commercials for years. Uh, and the worst part is 
you don't get any rest, you don't get any sleep, any REM sleep, because it puts you in a fugue state. That's why so many auto accidents are blamed on people who are on Lunesta or the you know, Ambien. Oh, yeah, all kinds of crazy stories. Yeah, but you go into a fugue state, and if you get frustrated that you can't lay down or sleep, you tend to do another one. And if you do a second one, you have a good chance of dying. Your tongue swells up. You know, and they tell you it could lead to depression. Well, what senior isn't friggin' depressed half the time? Uh, you know, and that, only, and, and that only makes it worse. And you tell them, hey, look, remember when you were in college, when you were younger, you smoke a doobie, you sit around, have a nice time with your friends, smoke another one, and get a great night's sleep. And then everybody nods their head, yeah. You get real REM sleep, you have great dreams, and you wake up feeling good. And that's really all it takes to put the final, final touch on a senior audience. You know, I mean, the the cancer stuff is good, or you tell them about uh, people with Crohn's and, and how they can get relief without dangerous medications. Uh, uh, you talk about neuropathy, Alzheimer's. Neuropathy is a big thing. There's, there's plenty that's easy to sell for seniors once you got them there and they're willing to listen. And yeah. that's what I, I've been doing. But anyway, what has changed is for some reason or other, people feel like the job is done. And the Silver Tour is having a very difficult time raising money. And that surprised me because there's no other organization that uses mass media. None. I mean, I, I do radio, TV, billboards, uh, I run some of the most successful rallies, but I don't know. I'm, I've never been good at fundraising. I have no fundraisers working for us, which I should have because I'm getting tired begging for money. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him, Pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. 
to tend to me on crap channel. Money don't make itself. Hey, Pink. There's some people I might be able to uh, hook you up with. We can talk after the after the show, but they they do fundraising. You know, I always thought that if I could show people exactly where every penny went and the results from the campaigns, that it would just get easier and easier to raise money. And I think it makes it makes people think, well, hey, they're doing so good. They don't need my money. And and yet, you know, even normal, if you give money to normal, where does the money go? What do you get for it? I've always What's wondered that. I mean, normal is a great organization. They've kept hope alive, you know, for 50 years. But they don't use the media to educate people. Neither does MPP uh, or ASA. They're, they're Nobody really does on any type of no. scale. No, they they don't do it at all, really. Occasionally, somebody gets a billboard up, but most of the time, they, they don't know how to get a billboard approved. I've seen wow. normal have their billboards canceled because they just don't know how to handle it. That's unfortunate. It is. But if you if you work in the media and you know and you know how to negotiate and you know you know what'll slide through and what won't, it's it's really not difficult. I've had billboards uh, with CBS all over the country, and yet CBS is the one that usually turns down normal for a New York billboard. Wow. It doesn't make me that smart. It's just. I know, you know, I know how to talk to them. And, and that's and important. I, I don't get up on my high horse and say, you have to take this. So well, no, that, okay. that's good, because a lot of times, if it was me, that wouldn't get you anywhere. Yeah. People, but, gen you know, people that, generally don't been, like being told what to do. <laughs> that's been normal's attitude for a long time. Alan and uh, Keith and... Uh, you know, they're in the right, but they're not doing it the right way. Well, it sometimes it takes a little finesse to be able to have the proper conversations, uh, a little more politicking, maybe a little more diplomatic approach. Sounds like you understand that, though. Yeah, I'm a pitchman. I'm an old pitchman. I'm a ham. You know, I, I know how to talk to people and, and get audiences together and get their support. And and that's and, big because it definitely sounds like what you've been doing is working. Um, absolutely. Could you uh, tell people that are going to be listening to this how they could help out if they'd like to for the Silver Tour? Either, I don't know if you have volunteers or most importantly, everyone listening is they need money. Yeah, we don't really need volunteers because okay. we're using media. You know, if I can reach 20 cities on the radio, uh, there's nothing really for volunteers to do. But uh, the website is thesilvertour.org. 
and it's got examples of all of our campaigns and how we spend their money. And it's got a whole bunch of buttons that say, donate, donate, donate. Uh, and if your interest is commercial, I decided to run one more Meet the Experts, a big one in Atlantic City. It's limited to 450 people. And if we fill it up, that'll give the Silver Tour enough money for about a half a year of, of really good campaigning. And if we don't fill it up, I got to find some way to pay the hotel. <laughs> yeah, if, if you don't fill it up, I'll be backing a car up to the to the back door. We'll be riding out. No, just kidding. Yeah. Definitely sounds no, like it's yeah, a good no, value. I, I, you know, the, the line is if you don't sell X number of tickets, uh-oh, you're in trouble. Cause right. Because hotels are expensive, even in Atlantic City in the wintertime. And uh, our guarantee is over $50,000 to the hotel. Uh, and so we, we got to sell – could you maybe say a little bit more, tell us about what it costs to participate either as somebody that just registers to come absorb the information or maybe a vendor? Yes, I can tell you. Yeah, that would uh, be good. Like, right now we're on the early bird special, a ticket for the two days uh, with full food, books, everything, parties, Meals is five ninety nine, six hundred bucks. Uh, the typical per day ticket in these type of events is four hundred a day. Uh, that's what I charged in South Florida, and it was standing room only. I mean, we only allow so many people in. Uh, people felt that that was reasonable, and even in Florida, although there weren't people's staying at the hotel they were all local uh we fed them and and it was pretty much the same thing so 600 for the two days covers all the speakers uh the exhibits the meals the parties and it's a pretty good deal they could buy a ticket for one day either saturday or sunday for three and a quarter um, and, and which day should only, that be? Which day is better? Well, the <laughs> uh, for people new to the business, Saturday okay. covers everything. It's an overview. Uh, for people in the business or who know the business but want especially education in either medical or uh, legal for the, the regulations in each state or want a chance to meet with Denver Relief or uh, some of the attorneys there who from the different states, then Sunday's a better day because I'm going to have to break it up into uh, breakout rooms. Okay. So it gives, the whole thing gives you a lot of time to hang out with some really great people in the industry. And because a lot of times that's the most important thing to do. Yeah. I mean, everybody is there for the weekend. You get to talk to who you want. We're not going to sell more than 450 tickets. That's, that's the limit. I mean, I, I could cram twice as many people in there in that big ballroom, but 450 is the limit. 
And that really isn't that many people hanging out with 20 speakers and a maximum of 30 exhibitors. The exhibitors, you you know, the, uh, the big show in Vegas, the MJ biz show, which is that's coming up in May. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be a speaker at the next one, but, uh, the MJ Biz Show is just the most amazing thing I've ever seen, you know, for somebody who spent 30 years in jail for pot. But they oh, had I can like imagine. 400 exhibitors, 10,000 visitors, and you sort of had to keep moving. You didn't really get a chance to spend time with the people that you needed to talk to because they didn't have time to talk to you. There were 9,999 people behind you. That's a lot of at, people. Yeah. And at, at this event, uh, there'll be a nice mix of exhibitors and only 450 people. And there'll be plenty of time to talk, to mix, to party and to work. And it's going to be a tremendous weekend. They get to spend the weekend with Bobby Tuna. Yeah, that sounds like a good weekend. I hear yeah. you like to go fishing. I was fishing yesterday. That's that's what a, a little bird told me. Uh, man, did y'all catch anything? Uh, yeah. Awesome. I caught a, uh, a mutton that was almost 25 pounds. Biggest one any of anybody ever saw, including the captain. I caught a mutton that was maybe nine or ten pounds, and and the steaks that came off of it were an inch and a half thick from each side. Oh man, that and sounds so good! I caught three beautiful vermilion uh, snappers, which will make just beautiful sauté snapper sandwiches. And uh, we caught some other things. I've been fishing out on the same boat for about four years and have never failed to have a good time and catch fish. Uh, sometimes we take the whole boat when I got enough uh, stoners down here to party and take the boat. Boat only hold, takes 12 people. It's a big boat, but they only take 12 people. So there's plenty of room to fish and a good time. Nowadays, I got to save up for a month to get a ticket on the boat. It used to be I owned four boats like that back in my smuggling days. <laughs> well, those days but are long behind times. you. Yeah, much the days are times. behind me, and I still enjoy fishing, whether I got to buy a seat on a boat or buy a boat. I'd like to buy a boat. Yeah, also, you, know, you know what they say, bust out another thousand. Yeah. Well, I had to get rid of my boat because it just sat. I I used it all the time when I first got it. And then then I got rid of it. Then my wife got rid of me. So I don't know. I was just having a bad year, man. Well, I'm lucky in the wife department. Good. If you read Black Tuna Diaries, you know, we started when she was 15 and I was 16. Yeah, and, and I saw the documentary as well. Um, Very fortunate. Most people come out of jail, they have no one and nothing. I had nothing, but I didn't have no one. Yeah, and that's a lot, that's a lot, lot more important friends. than something, in my opinion. 
after 30 years, when people found out that I was out, I had people call me and ask, you know, Bobby, what can I do for you? They'd send me a hundred. One guy sent me a thousand, said, get yourself a used car so you can go work. Don't try to pay me. You did enough for me years ago. And, uh, all the good deeds came back, uh, to help not haunt. That's good. I, that, that's good that you persevered fortunate. through all that. Um, I can only imagine that's a lot of time to have every movement of your life controlled and kind of dictated to you in a prison system somewhere. Uh, so kudos yeah, to you, man. I mean, hell of a story. I, I really love what you're doing. The, uh, the senior population is is definitely something that I think is going to continue to grow as a user base. There were some studies that came out, and they did some statisticians basically compiled data on a bunch of studies from all the different me- medical marijuana states, and they found out that overall seniors were having a better quality of life and using far less prescription pills and costing Medicare and Medicaid less money. Way less. And uh, it's really gratifying to see all of that happening now. And uh, I've been talking for a long time about seniors not only becoming customers, but the best customers and the best patients because they're not going to go out and try to find sour diesel at $5 less uh, a quarter. They're going right. to keep going back to where they're treated right. And and when they come through the door, somebody says, how are you, Mrs. Kinsey? And uh, how's your grandkids? And, and how are you feeling? Did, uh, did that uh, sour diesel work? And, and, and would you like to try some, somebody who'll cater to them? And, and that's what I'm going to be talking about uh, in Atlantic City, and that's what I'm going to be talking about at the next uh, MJ Biz show, which is in D.C., I think, in May or whenever. Yeah, it's May, I think, the weekend of May 20th. Um, yeah. Robert, we, we've already cruised through a whole hour. Um, I, I'm going to have to end it here because I, I've got to get back to my son. But man, that that went by quick. Usually, I'm like looking up, seeing what time it is. No, nah, not this time, man. We we flew through some really good stuff. Yeah, you just got to ask me a question and then slap me when you want me to shut up. Well, that that's what I had you on here for, man. You know, n- didn't need to slap you at all. Uh, you provide a wealth of information, like I was saying. Uh, this is something that I'm. I'm really big supporter of, I, I definitely want to try and have these conversations with some of the seniors in my family, but it's still kind of a, a no go zone. Um, really, yeah, really let me super give conservative. you, uh, the, uh, the website for, uh, meet the experts. Yeah, please do. And let us know what the date is and the time and where it's located in Atlantic city. It's at Harris Resort in Atlantic City. The website is Meet Experts, Meet Experts, one word, dot org. And it's 
March 18th and 19th. It's a Saturday and Sunday when nothing else is going on. And a great time to take it. I call it spring break for business people in Atlantic City. And uh, it'll be a heck of a good time. It's an easy place to get to. And uh, actually, it's a less expensive venue for attendees than, than most places they can go. That's Thank you good. very much for your time. I yeah, appreciate absolutely. A well of the Star Wars solution. I'm Robert Platchorn, and I'm on the marijuana solution because we're dedicated to the medicated. You are a well, a well of the Star Wars solution. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 